This episode, we're broadcasting from the Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles, California. Our guest, Dulé Hill, known for his roles in the West Wing, Ballers, Suits, and the Broadway smash, Bring in the Noise, Bring in the Funk. Welcome to Theater Corner, brother. Oh, my pleasure. Glad to be here. So very nice for you to be here. This is a long time coming. That's here. right. You see? <laughs> and so, so you're here performing as Nat King Cole and Lights Out uh, Nat King Cole. What does it mean to you to, to, to play this particular role? Oh, man. I mean, to, the idea of stepping into Mr. Cole's iconic suit is unfathomable in my mind. So mm. I'm, I'm still pinching myself. It's a <laughs> daunting task, but it's also a humbling task to be able to bring his story to the stage that is uh, not only reflective on his life, but also very perceptive of where we are today. Mm. And, and so I was here opening night, and, and, and his twin daughters were here. Right. Tell me about your interaction with them after they saw this, this performance. For myself, their blessing was all that I needed. Mm. I mean, yes, Nat King Cole is an icon. Yes, he is a trailblazer. Yes, he is a groundbreaker. But he also is a father, and right. he also is a brother. And when you start telling someone's personal story or a story connected to someone personally, mm -hmm. you want to make sure you get it right. And for myself, I would not want to be telling a story that was not blessed by his, his lineage, his right. offspring, his children. Uh, so the fact that they came to see the show opening night and afterwards they came up to me and said, yes, this is the show that needs to be told. This is the story that needs to be out there. We give you all a complete blessing. Mm. This night was unforgettable in every way. And it really, really, it really moved me that they gave that anointing on this project. Uh, when we did the project at the People's Light uh, a year and a half ago, Freddie Cole came, mm. who was Mr. You know, Nat King Cole's brother, brother. And he did the same thing. In fact, when, when he gave his blessing, too. Right. Now that I have those three components, right, right. Uh, now... It's, now I feel like the wind is, is, is at our back, so it's time for us to run forward. <laughs> Talk a little bit about getting ready for a role like this. Because you, you truly like embodied this uh, the character of, uh, of Nat King Cole. What are the special things that you uh, did? I mean, other did. than watching footage. It's, uh... You know, I, I tried not to be too heady about approach. It really is what happens organically. What, what things am I able to embrace within my being? to then be able to uh, continuously embody when I hit the stage. Mm. Yes, I mean, there's not a lot of stuff out there on Mr. Cole's point of view of his own life because right. he died so young. So for me, it really was listening to a lot of his music, listening to a lot of his interviews. I really would had just submerged myself in all things Nat King Cole. If I was on the plane, I was listening to him. Mm. If I was going to sleep, I was listening to him. If I was driving in my car, I was listening to him. If I was tap dancing, I was listening to him. Any chance that I had to put something on related to him, I was doing that. So that alone, I would just try to take in what resonated inside of myself. I didn't really try to pinpoint exactly how does he say this word or how does he say that word. It was more the essence mm -hmm. of his energy that I tried to embrace with my own to, to then put on myself to then have the Nat King Cole on this stage because I didn't want it to be a imitation I didn't want to do a caricature of him. Right. And, it's all, and it's always evolving. I'm still constantly trying to pull back the layers to merge more of my soul with Mr. Cole's to bring the performance each night. Um, now, from a technical standpoint, I did get together with uh, uh, Liz Hemmelstein, who's a, a vocal a speech coach that I've worked okay. with for years on different projects. And early on in the process, I got together with her just to 
kind of fine tune, you know, f fine tune some things, and we and we kind of just to approach it a, from a technical standpoint a little bit. Right. And then I got together with uh, my man Wilkie Ferguson, who's a wonderful performer and artist in his own right, but also a vocal coach, to work on the songs and spend time with the songs because I didn't feel that it was I didn't feel that this was a role that I could just pick up the week before. Oh, no. And then step into it and say, oh, I'm ready. Right. It takes a lot of homework beforehand, just l leading up to even the rehearsals. Mm -hmm. So that by the time you come to rehearsals, you're ready to rehearse. And then even then through rehearsals, that's a whole other process. But um, for me, it's just about, it's a matter of consistency, spending time, being intimate with his spirit, really, with his energy, and really asking for that revelation to touch things that I cannot see. Mm, I hear, or I, hear, I cannot hear. hear, if that makes any sense. Right, right. It really, for me, it really has been like a, a spiritual process of, Father above, give me, give, give me that insight that, that, I, that I don't have. Give me that, just speak to me about that thing that I'm missing. Right. There's certain things, like let me have that essence. Mr. Cole, speak to me through it. Let me know what I'm supposed to be bringing to the stage right now so that your story can be told in, in the right way. And it definitely shows. I mean, it's a phenomenal performance. Thank you very Seriously, much. Seriously, it, it really is. Thank you very much. And, and talking to Coleman, I mean, he, he talks about this would be a completely different show. I mean, the casting with you and, and Daniel, it's, it would be something totally different because mm -hmm. you're bringing this, uh, this tap ability. Right. <laughs> you know, and I got to say, that was a phenomenal mm -hmm. tap performance right in the middle of the show. I mean, he, he had a standing ovation in the middle of the mm. show after that routine. I mean, how does that hit you? It blows you away, really. It really, here's the thing, in the middle of the show, right. it doesn't really hit me, if I'm being honest, in the uh. middle of the show. Because in the middle of the show, I'm so connected to Sammy, or Daniel Watts, mm -hmm. and, what, and what we're doing, and then on to the next moment. Because you, there's something that, like with this show, once the show starts, it goes. Yeah, yeah, there isn't yeah, really a lot yeah. of time for, at least for, for myself, to just take back and take it all in. I take it all in, once I take my final bow. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I, in the show, like in the performance itself, I didn't really have the time to really take that in, but afterwards, it's, it's like, wow, people really, they really received and <laughs> dig or dug the whole, the whole journey that we've, that we've portrayed here tonight. I had an idea that there was some time, but I, I didn't realize it was <laughs> something like that. I no. mean, so, I mean, my, just my natural reaction was, was get on my feet. Really, dig it. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing. I mean, for myself, I have to say, you know, this is a story about Nat King Cole, and it's a story about icons like Nat King Cole, and it's a story about people in the world today. Mm. But as an artist and as a performer, uh, there is me tipping my hat to Mr. Cole, but there's also me tipping my hat because of this piece to Gregory Hines, uh. to Harold Nicholas, because for myself as the as Dulé Hill, the artist, they are my direct link heroes. The reason why I am an actor is because I was a tap dancer and I saw that Gregory Hines could do it. Right. I saw that Harold Nicholas could do it. And not only were they tap dancers and actors, they were also singers. Mm -hmm. So to be in this show and to be able to use uh, a wider breadth of the gifts that God has blessed me with all in one piece, it really is for myself paying homage to and really bowing myself in prayer to you know, my brothers who have gone on, my elders who have gone on, my fathers who have gone on, Gregory Hines and Harold Nicholas. So you started tapping at the age of, at three, the age of three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So your mother uh, ran a dance. She was a, a ballet teacher at a at a dance school in East Orange, New Jersey. 
named Marie Wildey School of Dance. Wow. Do you have any early vivid memories of developing this talent? I do. I mean, I remember being at dance school, and uh, uh, when I got a scholarship when I was young, but I forgot the, the, the gentleman's name, but he gave me a scholarship to go to the school. Mm. I guess I, he came to the school and wanted to give a scholarship, and we all danced, and he chose me. And I know we had to do a performance that year, like me and the gentleman. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wish I would know who he was, or even uh, if, I don't know if he's still alive now, but even, right. he was an older gentleman, but even family who was connected to him, mm -hmm. just so that they could connect all the dots uh. of, wow, my grandfather or my uncle did this, and that, that four-year-old or five-year-old was this guy. Uh -huh. And that's really what, that opportunity is what allowed me to get exposed to the arts and has sent me on a journey of a lifetime. Uh, I remember being afraid to perform, even at the dance school, and my mom and the dance school owner, I call her my Aunt Marie, she's passed away now, Marie Wildey, they had to bribe me with a blow pop <laughs> because I was in the back room hiding under a table, and I still vividly remember oh, that, being really? underneath there, not wanting to perform, and they said, okay, well, if you go out there and you do it, then you get a blow pop. Oh, jeez. I said, all right, and I was like, tap, 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 <laughs> tap, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Oh, man, and, and so one of your earliest uh, breakout was... Uh, the tap dance kid. The tap dance kid. That's what got me into this whole business. Okay. Uh, the tap dance kid came to my school, the dance school, asking for kids, looking for kids who could sing and dance. I auditioned, and then the next thing I know, I was understudying Savion Glover wow. on Broadway. And then right after that, I did the lead role on the national tour with Harold Nicholas from the Nicholas Brothers. Right. And that's what started to open my eyes of this greater thing of show business because I remember being on tour and one time while we were on tour, we, uh, the, the whole cast got together and we just watched all of Harold's old movies. You know, all of his dancing movies with he and his brother. And to be there next to Harold wow. at 10 years old, and he's telling me different things about it and watching it on film and realizing like, oh wow, this is like, this, well, he's a kid and he's a kid in that one. <laughs> okay. And he's a kid like me and right. he's on film and here he is now, he's starting to really make a uh, connection to me. And I also, when I was in LA, at the Pantages for the Tap Dance Kid, I was invited to the opening night of White Nights. Mm. And I went to, I still remember being at the White Nights, the after party, because I couldn't make it to the, to the premiere because I was doing the show here. Mm. But I still remember seeing Sheila E. give a hug to Gregory Hines. <laughs> I, I remember that, and I'd known Gregory by that point because Gregory Hines and Hinton Battle were good friends. Right. And Hinton Battle uh, was in the show also. He was, you know, he's Hinton Battle. And then uh, at the Men's Golf Rehearsal Studios in New York, Gregory came by to see Hinton one day. And when he was leaving, I remember he had his, he had his, cool, his cool earring right, in his left right, ear. Right. And, I, and when he was le leaving, my dad said, you know that's a, that's a you know, world-renowned tap dancer. And I remember peeking the hall right before he was getting on the elevator. And that's the first time I ever connected who Gregory Hines was. I mean, from that moment, years later, you know, we became friends and all that. But mm. I still remember looking and saying, oh, wow, that guy's a, a tap dancer. And then seeing White Knights and seeing all that. Uh. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. No, no, it's beautiful. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> another thing I noticed is, is watching you on stage is your, your stage presence. Mm. And, and you're extremely comfortable. And it, so, but you've done like tons of television. Mm. And so what is, what is it about theater? Is there, because you're, I mean, it's like you're, you're at home up there on that stage. It's funny that you just said that because I was going to say stage is my home. Being that I started on stage, even if it's just going to dance school and performing at the recital, mm -hmm. my first professional job is being 
on stage at the Miskoff Theater in New York and then the national tour. And mostly, most of the things that I did when I was younger was theater at the Goodspeed Opera House, mm. at the Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey. Uh, I, my first affinity is for the stage. I, it brings me back to a base. It brings me back to a foundation. It always challenges me to dig deeper. I feel like when you do the stage, it really sharpens you. For myself, anyway, uh. just having to be here every day and do it every day and find a way to make it work and having to do it without any filter. Through safety net. Yeah, there's something about, like, I feel like I'm in training when I'm on the stage. I just love, I love the connection to the audience. I love the energy inside, inside of the house when things are going well and when things are not going well. I love when they're affected. Mm. When, you know, I, I love when... You're dancing and your legs are tired, but you got to figure out a way to make it work. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, come on, legs. We got to do something. You know, I, so, I mean, for, for me, th the stage is home. And I think um, being that I started doing that as a kid, it's always going to be my first love and probably always going to be the place that I love being at the most. Mm. Speak a little bit about working with Patricia McGregor, the phenomenal oh, yeah. Patricia McGregor. Yeah, I mean, I'm in awe of, of her talent, of her poise, of her direction, uh, her command of a room. Mm. And knowing, knowing how to, with, a, with the skill of a surgeon, knowing how to weave together moments and story. I've really been impressed with her. Over the years, I've been a fan of Patricia McGregor, and I really I wanted to work with her. So when this opportunity came up, I was thrilled to jump into the room with her. And, but after even being on this journey with her, I'm that much more of a fan of her brilliance. She really is a phenomenal talent that I think she's only scraping the surface mm. right now of all that she's about to do <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. in this town and others. I mean, I, she has a, a unique skill to, to draw out performance, to tell story, to command the room, to handle all these things coming at her and still do it with love. Right, right, right. It's, which is a, you know, which you don't see, like, you know, you don't see a lot of directors like that. You, you know, directors can get, <laughs> caught up in their own thing and then they lash out and they do that. I've not ever seen Patricia do that in times when I can tell this, this would drive me crazy. Right. But she's able to just and work and maneuver through it and still pull out the best from everybody. I mean, she's, she's, she's always uh, elevating anyone who enters into, the, into her space. And that's a beautiful gift to have. No matter who you are, if you come into the presence of Patricia McGregor, you're going to rise to her, mm. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah, and I admire that. Speaking of gifts, mm -hmm. you have a special gift coming into the world. I do. Uh, <laughs> yes, very I do. Soon. I'm very, very thankful. We have a baby boy coming on the way. Mm. I am thrilled. It's uh, an absolute, I mean, I'm blown away by the awesomeness of what God can do in your life. Mm. Uh, it was a dream that I put away a long time ago. And when you come in, in communion with the right people, my wife, Jasmine Simon, mm -hmm. dreams that you have buried can be risen again. And that's exactly what she, is, she has done. So I'm through the moon about it. Very nice, very nice. Everybody needs a sanctuary, needs an anchor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Jasmine and Kennedy are my sanctuary and my anchors. Beautiful. That's right. Beautiful indeed. So, brother, I want to thank you for, for coming by. It's just spending a little time with oh, brother my in the pleasure. theater corner. My pleasure. And good luck. The best to you on the, on the finishing of this run. I know you guys got extended even another week. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's, that says a lot, you know, especially here at the, here at the Geffen, a, a musical. Mm -hmm. uh, so thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. 
And uh, thank you viewers for tuning in to another episode of Theater Corner. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>